Today, the world is demanding more of products and packaging. Consumers want more variety. Governments are demanding sustainability. And supply chains, they're more complex than ever before. Simply put, companies that make things need to respond faster than ever to change. Welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast. I'm Laura Foti, and I'll be your host. Since I was a kid, I've always been fascinated by how things are made. And at Specrite, I get to work with product and packaging leaders to help them spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. We'll interview experts and industry leaders across food and beverage, beauty, consumer goods, and industrials and manufacturing. We're going to go beyond the shelf and get a behind the scenes look into the things you use every day and even the ones you don't. Where do the best ideas come from? How are leaders making sustainability goals a reality? What trends are here to stay? And what's just a passing fad? We're going to ask our guests all this and more. So be sure to subscribe and get ready to go Beyond the Shelf. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast, where we interview the people behind the amazing products we use every day. I'm Laura Foti, and today I'm thrilled to be speaking with Zoe Croft, Director of Sales of Atlantic Sea Farms, the first commercially viable seaweed farm in, in the United States that provides a domestic, fresh, and healthy alternative to imported seaweed products. Zoe is a proud Mainer with a deep passion for the ocean, its working waterfronts, and brands on a mission to make a positive impact, and I can't wait for her to share how Atlantic Sea Farms is doing that. She's worked with multiple main brands, ranging from sea bags, makers of nautically inspired totes made from sailboat sails, to national organic granola brand Grandy Oats, and now the woman-run regenerative kelp aquaculture company, Atlantic Sea Farms. Zoe, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for us to geek out on seaweed and kelp. This is going to be so much fun for the listeners. I love what you guys are doing at Atlantic Sea Farms. You know, we talked about how it's the first commercially viable seaweed farm. Can you break down what that means for us lay people not in the industry? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And I can get so passionate about this subject. So um, if you ever have questions, just ask me. But so Atlantic Sea Farms is a woman-run regenerative kelp aquaculture company based right here in Maine. And we have 27 open ocean kelp farms where we're growing one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet, kelp. And that all happens in the winter. So um, we're setting up kelp farms from Casco Bay to Eastport, Um, which spans the whole coastal range of Maine and working with lobster men and women um, to set up these kelp farms. Uh, It's a zero input crop. So they're able to um, set these horizontal lines in the ocean. They set their kelp seed and they allow it to grow all winter long. It's one of the fastest growing systems on the planet and it grows from November until April where we harvest all of that amazing, beautiful superfood and process it in their products right here in Biddeford, Maine. So it's a very um, uh, unique type of farming. Regenerative uh, aquaculture is pretty new to the United States. And so uh, in 2009, our our founders started the first commercially viable uh, seaweed farm in the country. And now those two farms have turned into 27. 
Wow, that's amazing. Um, you know, before we go any further, what's the difference between kelp and seaweed? Because I know, I feel like I hear those terms together. Are they the same? Are they different? Yeah, that is a great question. So um, kelp is a type of seaweed. So sometimes the way I, I think of it is like, all IPAs are beers, but not all beers are IPAs. So all different species of kelp are seaweeds, but there are many different types of seaweeds. So we see nori very often, wakame, dulse, kelp. Um, these are all different types of seaweeds. But what we're growing here in Maine is native to our coastal waters, and that's skinny kelp and sugar kelp. Oh, I love that it's a native um, one as well, because I think that's so important since you guys are literally in a living ecosystem, right? Is, is, is that part of why you chose that species? Absolutely. So um, our process actually is, is native to the inlets and coastal um, ecosystems of the farms that they're grown in. So uh, we propagate and incubate all of our own kelp seed. So our cultivation team actually goes out to 27 different sites where our kelp farms are and they harvest wild species that look really healthy and and um, taste great and look great and they actually propagate those seeds and then we incubate them here in Biddeford in our cultivation center for about two months um, and those microscopic spores turn into um, very teeny little blades of kelp that we then disperse um, to our partner farmers for free of charge. So that's actually a really unique part of our business is having, and really important too, is keeping our um, coastal waters growing the native species that they should be. I love that. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about the company's founding story and the gap in the market that you guys are trying to fill? Yeah. So um, 98% of the seaweed that we eat here in the United States is all imported dried. And then it's rehydrated and dyed with the same dyes as Mountain Dew. It's why it's that bright green color. It's not natural. And so what we you know, saw as an opportunity is to grow a domestic market um, and to be able to do that at scale. So some of our products like our fermented seaweed salad here, um, this is the only fresh domestic uh, seaweed salad that you can buy across the country and retailers like Whole Foods or Wegmans. And it's important for a number of different reasons. Obviously, kelp is great for you. Um, it has amazing, it's kind of like the multivitamin of the sea, iodine, B12, magnesium, such great nutrients that we don't typically get in other like land-based land vegetables. And, and also for, you know, people on the planet, when we're talking about the impact that our food has um, on our ecosystems, um, on our soils, on, you know, the health of our communities, kelp is actually a climate hero. Um, it absorbs carbon and nitrogen from the wo uh, local water columns. It's helping reduce ocean acidification. It's getting money back into these communities that can be singularly reliant on wild fisheries like lobster. That's amazing. I mean, I know when we first met, we were talking about how, you know, the ocean temperature is changing and that's affecting the migratory 
patterns of lobsters and how that's a real threat to a lot of the lobstermen and the economy of Maine. And so how does this kind of address, you know, in addition to kelp being the climate hero of, of water, how is it also kind of a, a hero for that local economy? So the Gulf of Maine, where our um, partner farmers have their kelp farms, um, the Gulf of Maine is warming faster than 98% of all other bodies of water on the planet. And we're seeing that impact, um, you know, in real time. We're all having some of these like record setting heat waves right now. We're all kind of seeing this firsthand, but these lobstering communities are, are even seeing it in their, in their fishery of, you know, these, these lobsters are migrating towards colder waters. They're moving up more into um, Canadian waters and out into more of the open ocean. And so, you know, we're able to help mitigate some of those effects. So kelp is counter cyclical to the lobstering industry. So there's this really nice, you know, year round income that our partner farmers have of, lobstering during their uh, fishing season and then growing kelp in their off season. It's having a positive impact on their, you know, local fishing um, waters, but you know, it's, it's very volatile and there's not a lot we can do in terms of, you know, telling those, those lobsters to get back here, you know, uh, they're going to keep do, you know, going to keep moving. So how can we implement strategies now to help, you know, cushion that, that potential impact that the volatility of the fishery has. So Atlantic Sea Farms is, you know, helping pave the way for alternative income sources for singularly reliant communities. I think that's so powerful. I mean, number one, I love the fact that like you're a Mainer, right? And you're able to have this impact on, on your community of people who are friends, neighbors, right? Um, you know, oftentimes when I talk to a lot of companies and executives, they, they always talk about the importance of people, profit, and planet. And I feel like you guys have all three of those. And especially your impact on people is something that I think is very inspiring and very innovative in and of itself, right? You kind of realize, I love that idea of like, you can't make the lobsters come back. And so how do you look at other ways of, of providing, you know, economic opportunities in a way that's good for the planet and good for consumers and, and, um, and all of that. So I think shout out to you guys. And, and I, I hope other people start to brainstorm ideas like this because it's very out of the box. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are so many different ways that companies can give back or have a positive impact on the planet, whether that's becoming solar powered or investing in 1% for the planet or, um, you know, shifting towards organic um, sourcing. What's unique about what we're doing is the kelp's actually doing the work. You know, the kelp is the climate hero. It's really a vehicle of change. And every time you eat one of our products, you're participating in that positive impact. And, you know, as many opportunities that we have, you know, a lot of times our food choices have some sort of negative impact on the planet. And kelp is one of those really unique products that requires no arable land, no fresh water, no herbicides, no pesticides. And it's actually providing a positive impact to 
to the ocean. And, and we're so lucky to be able to, you know, be the group of people that gets to shout that from the rooftops. I feel really lucky and, and really fortunate to be a part of a team that's innovating at a level that hasn't been done for, you know, um, domestic seaweed before. So it's a win for, for everyone. We love that. Um, you know, your products are everywhere. Um, but we may not realize this as consumers. Can you talk about your various product lines and methods of distribution? Absolutely. So our, as a sales team, our motto is kelp in everything. Um, and I think more and more people are realizing that seaweed actually is in a lot of things. Um, I was recently talking to one of our retailers, uh, Sprouts Farmers Market, that carries all of our frozen items. And they were saying, you know, how stoked they are to have um, seaweed as a part of their frozen offerings. And it was cool to actually walk through with them on each of their departments actually has seaweed in some level, whether that's supplements, health and beauty, you know, shelf stable products. So um, Atlantic Sea Farms has our own retail line of products that range from fermented, refrigerated uh, products. We also have smoothie cubes, um, and and we're about to launch our sea veggie burger, which we can get into, which I'm very excited about. But you know, we also supply kelp as an ingredient. So uh, Thorn Supplements is one of our partners. They just launched their daily greens blend. Um, and so that's just, you know, adding a scoop to your water in the morning and it's providing all of these really important um, vitamins and minerals to your day. That's our kelp powder. We have a great partnership with Citrones, which is a kelp puff chip and our organic kelp powder goes into their chips. Um, Daily Harvest, an incredible meal kit company, utilizes our products. Sweet Green has been an awesome partner for us in their fast casual chains with their salads, putting kelp on top of their uh, sweet potato uh, and kelp salad. And so we have actually a lot of different ways to move volume because for us, um, we want to get more partner farmers in the water. We want to be growing more kelp. We want to be diversifying more coastal communities. Um, and we're going to do that through a lot of these big partnerships. I love that. And especially, you know, I'll, I'll speak for myself. When I think of kelp and seaweed, I think of the salad I get when I go out to eat sushi on the side that's dyed the mountain green, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that you guys are really bringing it to people in formats that they're more familiar with. Um, and various ones just to educate people that this isn't just something you eat in a specific way. It's something you can incorporate into your diet um, with many different vehicles. I think that's really powerful. It is. And it's a big part of like our own innovation pipeline is just that ease of use, right? Because seaweed can be um, really new to people. And so trying to find formats that everyone's comfortable with, like you said. So it's your favorite kimchi, but with kelp. It's your favorite side at your lo local sushi joint, but with domestic seaweed. Um, it's your favorite smoothie, but it has that health boost. What we're trying to showcase, you know, both on a culinary side with our 
more, you know, creative applications is getting people just used to seeing it on the menu and then falling in love with it and then seeing it, you know, uh, on their shelf, you know, at home at your, at your favorite grocer and being like, Oh, I can do that. You know, I can put this on top of a burger or a fish taco or a cold noodle dish. Um, I can incorporate it into my favorite salad dressing. I made a sea greens goddess dressing this weekend and it was so good and light and refreshing. And I'm like, I'm never buying a bottle of salad dressing again. I can just make this all the time. And, and it's fun to explore and it's fun to try new things and, and to try a, a new ingredient it doesn't happen all the time. Zoe, now you're making me really hungry for lunch. Uh, and I think we need your recipe. If you send it, I'll post it on. on oh my gosh, I would episode. love that. That would be awesome. That. Zoe's Green Goddess dressing. Um, I'm going to try it. Uh, you know, why should we, we talked a little bit about this, but we have a lot of listeners who work at CPG or food companies. Um, you know, why should consumers and brands consider kelp in their ingredient mix? I mean, I think a lot of, a topic on all of our minds right now is sourcing and domestic sourcing and what comes with that, what kind of, you know, benefits, not only dollars wise does that have, but the traceability aspect. Um, I can take this jar of seaweed salad and tell you the exact cove that Theo and Liz went diving in to, collect the sorus tissue that then became the seeds for the kelp that's in this jar. So I think there's that element to it. You know, there's a big piece of know your farmer. And, you know, for a lot of us, that's family, friends, community members that have been respected for generations. And, you know, we want to share their story with our suppliers. So it gives you a really incredible storytelling aspect that I think more and more consumers are looking for. Also extremely quantifiable. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about the impacts that food has where we can quantify the amount of carbon and nitrogen that has been removed from the local water column, you know, and, and put that into a really compelling climate impact story for our partners. Um, and then additionally, the health benefits of kelp and knowing where it comes from and what kind of waters it's grown in is extremely important. Um, we grow all of our kelp in, in water that has been certified for raw shellfish consumption. Um, it's grown in the middle of winter when there's limited boat traffic and there aren't any gear conflicts. When you're talking and looking at imported seaweed you rarely get that kind of transparency and kelp is a sponge. So, you know, it's going to absorb positive or negative, whatever's in that water. So that's why you see a lot of conversations around, you know, high heavy metal content, contamination, you know, people being really similarly, like how you want to know where your seafood comes from. That's equally as important with kelp. Um, so we're really proud of, of what we're growing, how clean it is. And we want to share that with everyone. Oh, I love that. It's funny. Cause I was just thinking back to, you know, I'm someone who I care a lot about health and fitness mm -hmm. and wellness. And 
I did this micronutrient panel because I, I look real, I look healthy, right? I run, I, I eat well, and I did this micronutrient panel and it came back and I'm deficient in like so many things. And so I started taking all these supplements and I just realized, I'm like, I need to be just making better food choices. Like I'm not eating nutrient dense food. And it was just such an aha moment for me that like, and I think many people are probably like this because a lot of the food we consume every day has been processed or, you know, Mm -hmm. for one reason or another, isn't as nutrient dense as it used to be. That's what my doctor was telling me. He's like, the food's changed a lot. Yeah. And so I think opportunities to find ingredients like this as a consumer, I'm like, wow, I should really be incorporating this into my, you know, into my diet in some way. Yeah. And, and being able to find foods that are minimal, minimally processed is just, once you find them and you become a fan of that brand, it's like the best feeling because you know what you're getting. And, and for us, you know, everything's traditionally barrel fermented, for our ferments, you're going to get those pre and probiotics, you know, big thing in kelp is the iodine content and iodine, you know, we used to eat iodized salt, um, quite a bit as a country and, and have moved away from more of that table salt application. And you can't find iodine in in many, um, products. So iodine is this great essential nutrient for us that helps with thyroid function, brain function. It helps with your metabolism. And, you know, a lot of people find our products because their doctor has told them, Hey, you're deficient in this. Look to kelp for iodine, B12, magnesium, all of these really important nutrients for your mind, your body, all of it. Oh, I love it. It really is the hero of quite a few things. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about the amazing partnerships and innovative partnerships that you've done. What, what's your favorite? Oh, I have to pick one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was, we had a very unique opportunity, um, with Sweetgreen a number of years ago, right before the pandemic, we were able to do a partnership, um, with them and David Chang on the, um, on the sweet potato and kelp bowl. And I think that was just a really unique moment in time where we were like, are we crazy? We're doing this thing. We're growing like crazy. You know, there's five of us. We're doing everything, you know, vertically integrated to the nth degree and, and to get that kind of validation on such a national platform. It was one of their best selling limited time offerables. We had a billboard in times square. They did this incredible video. There was a whole spread in the New York times, Like it felt like, you know, wow, we're doing this thing. Like there's actually this somewhat mainstream application that hadn't been proven before. And we can go to every, you know, chain or grocer that had told us no and that and that we were way ahead of our time and to be able to go back to them and say like, look at, we're proving this out. We're a bunch of kids from Maine. We're having fun. We're having a positive impact and like it can taste good and it can excel in your store in your restaurant. Um, that's something that I know the whole team is like still riding a high from, and it was three years ago. (laughs) Um, but that, I think that that one, for me has just a really special piece. And then obviously David Chang, you know, so influential and to have him 
you know, say, Hey, domestic help is important to me. Um, and I don't want to source it from somewhere else was also that extra little bit of like culinary, uh, oomph that we needed. And, um, it was cool. It really put us on, on the map in a big way. I love that. And I, th- my favorite part of that story is how it was one of the best selling limited time offers. Right. I mean, I I've, it's, and I think, you know, from what I've seen, there's just this growing consumer base for like, this has become so mainstream, this idea of eating things that are better for you, better for the planet. And I'm looking forward to the day where that's not someone taking a risk. That's just the status quo for these companies. Um, and you know, there's so much positive change has happened already. I think about, you know, there's so many more, I hate to use the word fast food, but fast casual options Mm -hmm. that are healthy or bringing different types of ingredients together from different cultures and different um, geographies. And so I think we're going to continue to see more of that. And I love that you guys are the pioneers of it because it's, it's hard to be the first. Oh um, yeah. Like seaweed wasn't hard enough. Like have it be, you know, the first team to do this or, or, you know, the first, uh, you know, convincing, you know, a, a major chain to be the first to take something on. Um, and that's where, you know, a key part of, our team is the partnership side of things like explaining to, you know, not only customers, but retailers, buyers, chefs, that what we're doing is important. What we're doing is, uh, filling, uh, opportunity in the market. And like so many, so many places are getting their own sustainability goals and like we can help them reach those by sourcing kelp. And, and it's, it's been awesome to find those strategic partnerships and help them grow and, and show them the impact that they're having here in Maine. I love that because what immediately pops into my mind, if I'm a retailer, how cool of a story would it be for me to say, I sold this many jars of kelp. And this is how much carbon we took out. Like that's, you know, we think a lot about extended producer responsibility here at spec, right. And measuring scope one and two and three emissions. Mm -hmm. And like, you guys are capturing all this data. This isn't something we have to guesstimate anymore. It's very, very real and tangible. And I think that's just so exciting. It was very, I feel like I got to see that in action this year of, you know, everyone wants to come see a kelp harvest uh, until they realize that it's March in Maine and it's not in fact July um, and that it is, you know, potentially below freezing and, you know, there will still be snow on the ground. But I was able to have um, one of our largest retail partners come out and see our kelp farms in action and meet some of our partner farmers. And they got to pull up a line and eat kelp right out of the ocean. I mean, it was really beautiful and fun and so rewarding to watch. But, you know, in the three years that we've been partners with Sprouts Farmers Market, you know, we went from 19 partner farmers to 27. And I'm like, look at this, like we're, you know, our partnership is helping get more and more, like the more we sell our kelp cubes, you know, the more farmers we're allowed to put in the water. And, you know, that's X amount of dollars. That's X amount of, you know, climate impact. And it's, there's really no better feeling than seeing that kind of all pay off. That's awesome. Um, What's your favorite product and packaging innovation that you guys have done? Right now, 
um, because it changes. <laughs> but right now, I'm obsessed. It's summer. It's the summer of smoothies. It's been so hot. Um, and there's there's nothing better than our wild blueberry and ginger kelp cubes. I actually have um, some right here. But this is our packaging for our wild blueberry and ginger kelp cubes. And um, we partnered with Wyman's of Maine, which is a family-run uh, Maine um, blueberry, wild blueberry company here. And they have regenerative farming practices, and they um, work in a really important part of uh, northern Maine for us. And um, I'm just so proud to, to work with them on this product. And this, you know... I, there's so much information on here, but you've got our great packaging that we worked um, really hard on. You've got the do you know, which gives you facts. You've got a recipe on there. You can see all of the different climate call outs. We have our partner farmer picture here. And um, this is Ben Steddle and he's amazing. And so we have a lot of great information here that's important for the retailer and important for the consumer to know. And superfood smoothies. You just plop one of these right into your blender with all of your other fruits and vegetables and you're never going to turn back. It's, it's awesome. Um, For those I, listening, you know, we'll post the video, but Zoe showed the packaging. It looks really good. You know, when you said <laughs> kelp cube, I was like, all right, well, let's see what this looks like. It, you ha it looks really good, right? You see that yeah. deep blue from the blueberry. And I, by the way, as soon as you said blueberry, I was like, makes sense because the best, I've, I'm a New Englander. The best yeah. blueberries come from Maine. They're very special. Absolutely. They're very different if you don't know. And I love how you guys looked at that product and it wasn't just the innovation of the cube of the distribution method, but then the partner you brought in to make something very delicious. Yeah. Um, so I love how you guys think about that end to end. Well, I think if we're going to promote about being a good partner as an ingredient, we should be promoting our own ingredients as well. Um, and and so second to the wild blueberry on my list is are our cranberry kelp cubes. Um, and this is a partnership with um, Ocean Spray. Uh, and we use their cranberry puree and we also use their cranberry seeds, which is an upcycled part of their process. Um, you don't find cranberry seeds in your, uh, you know, cranberry sauce or your cranberry juice. So typically these are a discarded item for us, but they actually have more fiber, dietary fiber than chia and flax. And um, they're like, so good for you. So we tell all of that information here on the side. We love working with um, the regenerative farms at Ocean Spray, again, a New England crop. Um, important for us to be sourcing close to home. And um, you're right, the packaging, you know, pre-portioned, easy to use, simple, um, and informative. I mean, you can't beat it. I love how you had Ben, shout out to Ben for yeah. growing kelp. Yeah, I, I think totally. that's so powerful. You know, I, I worked at many large companies before I joined Specrite. And to me personally, what meant the most, like when I was at a big company, I didn't know the name of a single customer. I could tell you the, the company that we worked with, but I couldn't tell you the person. And for me, the most powerful thing of being here has been knowing so many of the users personally and understanding their stories and it really makes a difference in how you approach work. And I love that you guys have, like, you, it sounds like you actually know who Ben is. He's not just a marketing, you know, partner totally. you put on the box. 
I actually, um, here is our fermented seaweed salad. This is our best uh, selling product. It's got tamari, ginger, sesame. Um, it's delicious. Um, and there's a photo here of Greg Perkins on the back. I actually was eating this for lunch, so that's why it's opened. But um, you can see a picture of Greg Perkins here. And I actually spent a full day, got up at 3 a.m. and spent a full day on his boat this year harvesting with him because it's important for us to understand, you know, how our partner farmers spend their their spring and to see it in action and understand the heavy lifting that goes into it. And it's always like my favorite day of the year um, to be able to spend time, you know, learning more about our partner farmers and their families and, and how they view kelp farming now that they've done it for multiple seasons. Um, but then going back into the office the next day and barely being able to lift my arms because I'm so sore and typing on my laptop, I'm like, Oh my gosh, emailing has never been so painful. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You're like, this is hard work. <laughs> absolutely. I'll have to send you a, a picture of, of all of us in action harvesting kelp this year. Cause it was, it's a pretty spectacular and, and beautiful thing to see. I love that. Um, where would you like to see kelp go next? Like I said, you know, we, we joke of kelp in everything. I think for me being so focused on the impact and so focused on growing our partner farmer network, I would love to see somebody, you know, take kelp and, and not even have it be on the forefront of their packaging. And it doesn't have to be kelp salad dressing or kelp soup. But I think about these huge soup brands that maybe they just put, you know, 1% of kelp into their, into their clam chowder or into their minestrone or into their pesto dressings and the kind of impact that that could have. And for me, I get very excited about that. On the retail forefront, I mean, two of the largest importers of seaweed are Costco and Trader Joe's. It would be so neat to see that innovation continue on a domestic um, platform. I'm really excited about our sea veggie burgers. Uh, those will be launching in September and they're a delicious green veggie burger with kelp, 35% kelp and green chickpeas to be a player and center of plate. Um, I think will be a really important innovation for us to continue to, you know, showcase uh, what seaweed can do in every aisle. I love that. I mean, you know, I'll tell a personal story real quick. I am, I love eating meat. You know, I try, I try, I need to get so much protein in every day that it's typically just very effective, like efficient and effective delivery system of protein. And I was hanging out with my friends last weekend and we went to this um, brewery to get food and have a few drinks. And it was a plant-based kitchen. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like we go to the one place, like I can't, right. and all I wanted, and it's summer. So all I wanted was like a burger and they had, um, beyond meat burgers. And I, I had honestly never had one. And yeah. I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'll do it. You know? And I'm all like, my bar in my mind is like so low and it was delicious. Yeah. And I enjoyed it more than a regular burger. And I actually felt like better 
and I went out and bought them. And I swear, every time I make it now, I, I also just feel better about myself. I'm like, yeah, no longer contributing, like knowing that I'm a part of the problem. And the hardest part is sometimes making that leap of trying it and having that Mm -hmm. in our, as consumers in our minds, we have these preconceived notions of certain ingredients or products. And there's just so much innovation in this space that you really don't have to sacrifice the taste or the flavor anymore. And I think, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you, you did, mm-hmm. um, but all the work that you and other companies are doing, it's an, it's an enjoyable swap and you yeah. can feel better about it too, which is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Atlantic Sea Farms, while all of our products are vegan with the exception of our kimchi, which does have some fish sauce in it, you know, we're not trying to be a vegan company. You know, we work with lobstermen. We love seafood. We want a sustainable, you know, uh, future for our fisheries. And, and I, I think what it is, is like being open to trying, being open to, instead of every weeknight having meat, supplementing one of those days with a plant-based burger or a veggie burger or some sort of kelp option. You know, each each time we eat something, we're making a choice on our impact. And if we can all collectively, you know, decide that we're going to do the meatless Mondays or we're going to have, you know, kelp on the menu a couple of times a week, that's having such a positive effect and and is, you know, not just on our bodies, on our on the planet. And I love it. Yeah. We're all becoming more climatarians. I'm trying, you know, it's yeah. like every, I, and, and what you, what I realize is every time you try, it gets easier. Yes. Right. And that's, I think that's, what's so exciting as consumers. Okay. So, um, we could talk, I could talk about kelp all day with you. You make it so interesting and exciting, but we have to close out, um, with my favorite segment rapid fire. We'll go through three pretty quick questions. Okay, uh, what's your favorite product right now? Oh no, this is supposed to be rapid fire. Um, my own product or any product? It could be any or both. Okay. Um, my favorite product is the new Thorn Daily Greens mix. It's so good, light, refreshing, amazing. Okay. Sounds like a competitor to Atlant- to uh, Athletic Greens maybe? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. They have cool. help in For it, the so. listeners. <laughs> Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, um, what packaging trend are you most excited about right now? Ooh, I love seeing brands going like plastic free oceans. Halo just got rid of their trays, um, for their, um, seaweed snacks. And I think that that's just like less is more, you know, it's, it's not only freeing up space in your lunchbox, but it's also having a great impact. That's a mantra we can all use. Yeah. Um, last one. This is my favorite. Kill, keep, or change. We will pull a list of three random products. You have to decide what you would kill, a.k.a. discontinue, what you would keep, or what you would change. So here we go. All right. Top sheets, number two pencils, or can opener. What would you kill, keep, or change? Okay. I am going to keep number two pencils. I love a pencil. Love. That's so funny that you pulled that out because I'm literally the one person that has like a pencil sharpener at my desk and I have to like alert the whole office that I'm about to use it because it's so loud. So I'm keeping number two pencils. I'm going to kill the can opener only because you never have one. And it's so frustrating. Like, why doesn't everyone just go with like the new tinned fish? Like you have a way of of eliminating that need for that utensil. So we're getting rid of the can opener. 
And I'm going to just change the top sheet because I find it important. I like that barrier between the uh, comforter and your body, but like, it's never the right quality, you know, and I just don't have a thousand dollars for the best sheets. So like, I just want to change it a more affordable, more sustainable top sheet. My thing is like, is that what they meant by top sheet? I hope yeah, it's not my, like, it, no, that's it. My thing about top sheets is like, why can't we figure out how to make it stay on the bed? Like the bottom, yeah. I'm always, I'm like, how is there not a strap? Like, right. this has got to be, this is why the millennials are killing top sheets. It's, it's, you know, so it's, there needs yeah. to be innovation there. Well, we need to contact the people at Brooklyn and, and get them. Yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> well, that was so much fun. So I love that you have a pencil sharpener at your desk. That like takes me back to uh, elementary school. Oh Thank you gosh, so much so for fun. joining us and sharing your Thank story. You. How can people follow you in Atlantic Sea Farms? Absolutely. So you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Atlantic Sea Farms. We have awesome content, recipes, farmer profiles. We geek out on all things kelp. You can also find us on LinkedIn. Um, We share a lot of great resources, both about our company, but aquaculture in the United States as a whole. Bree, who's our CEO, is a great thought leader in the space. And she's an awesome resource if you want to learn more about um, sustainable aquaculture in the United States. And um, we'll be at Expo East. So come say hi, come see our booth if you're in the industry and want to learn more about getting kelp in your products or where you can find us. Come, come see us on the show floor. Oh, awesome. I love that. And for those listening, if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and go out and try some of their products. I know it's going to be on my shopping list this week. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you. Kelp the earth. Beyond the Shelf is presented by Specrite, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems, and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With Specrite, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, visit specrite.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com.